This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Friday the 20th of August. In your Sport Today, five players bid farewell to the AFL. Ash Barty is through to the quarters in Cincinnati. The Melbourne Storm's winning streak hits record heights. And the Pope's new toy. This is your Sport Today. We start with AFL, where a stack of players have announced that they will retire at the end of the regular season, which is this weekend. Hawks veteran Sean Burgoyne confirmed this weekend's game against Richmond will be his last one in the AFL, while the Tigers will also farewell a couple of premiership winners. Yeah, and Burgoyne, the man they call Silk because he's smooth as, will retire with one of the most complete CVs in AFL. Burgoyne won four premierships, including three in a row for Hawthorne. This year, he became just the fifth person in VFL-AFL history to play in 400 games. Burgoyne also holds the game's record for an Indigenous player, with Saturday's match to be his 407th and final appearance. Yeah, but Gabs, he won't be the only one at the MCG carried off at full time on Saturday. No, he won't. Uh, three-time Premiership winner Basha Hooley announced yesterday that he had retired effective immediately, so he will not play tomorrow for Richmond. The defender has achieved plenty on the field, but he says he's proud to have helped educate Australians about his religion. It's something he's really passionate about, and he actually founded the Basha Hooley Foundation, which aims to build young leaders in the Muslim community. Yep, and fellow Tiger David Asprey has also quit, along with Adelaide midfielder David McKay and St Kilda's Jake Carlisle. Carlisle is only 29, but played just four matches this year before his season was cut short due to back surgery. These retirements follow on from the Eddie Betts news we mentioned earlier in the week, while Saturday's match at the MCG will also be Alistair Clarkson's last match as Hawthorne coach. He leaves as the club's longest-serving coach, where he won four premierships. Today's trivia question, Gabs, name the years Clarkson won those four flags the answer at the end of today's show i can name three of them but i'm going to struggle with the fourth one can't wait to hear the answer stay tuned ash buddy made her tennis comeback yesterday after her unexpected first round singles loss at the olympics she beat great britain's heather watson at the wta cincinnati open and this morning she made it two wins on the trot with a straight sets win over former world number one and defending champion victoria azarenka yeah Barty said she had to dig deep to beat Watson, but it was a bit easier this morning where she defeated Azarenka 6-love, 6-2 to make it through to the quarterfinals. Barty won the first 10 games of the match and she looked back to her best form that won Wimbledon earlier this year. She said after the match that Azarenka brings out the best in her, and it certainly did today, Barty winning in just over an hour. Now, as you said, Fez, Barty was beaten in the first round at the Tokyo Olympics by Spain's Sara Soribes Tomo, but she did take out the bronze medal in the mixed doubles with John Pearce in that walkover match against Serbia. Barty will now play the winner of Barbara Kichikova and Garbine Muguruza. They're playing right now as we record this podcast. Let's move to cricket, and this week Australia's men's and women's teams have announced squads for upcoming series, and there's been a bolter, a surprise selection. Starting with the men, Perth Scorchers wicketkeeper Josh Inglis was picked in Australia's T20 World Cup squad that also includes Steve Smith, David Warner, 
and Pat Cummins. Gotta love a bolter, Sam. And on this occasion, Inglis is the unexpected selection here. Now, he was actually born in England and moved to Australia when he was 14. He hasn't played for Australia yet, but national selector George Bailey said he's been watching him closely and following his form. Inglis will come into the World Cup in good form. He was the leading run scorer in this year's T20 comp in England and played with Shane Warne's team, the London Spirit in the 100. That's the new comp in the UK with 100 deliveries per team. Even though Inglis has been picked, Bailey said he sees Matthew Wade as the team's first choice keeper. Yeah, I guess we'll find out in late October when Australia plays their first match at the T20 World Cup. Australia's women's team will be playing before then. Uh, They've named their squad to play India and two of their best bowlers won't be there. No, they won't. And those two bowlers are spinner Jess Jonathan and fast bowler Megan Schutt. Now, those are actually the top two one-day bowlers in the world at the moment, but they won't be there for the series against India that includes three T20s, three one-dayers and one test. Jonathan is out with a leg injury, while Schutt asked not to be picked for personal reasons. So with those two out, Australia have picked 19-year-old Sydney Sixers fast bowler Stella Campbell, and they still have the experienced players like Meg Lanning, Alyssa Healy and Elise Perry. The Aussie women play their first match against India, a T20 match on September 19, which at this stage is set for North Sydney Oval, but that could be changed given the COVID situation in Sydney. We've popped links to the full squads in the episode notes. Last night, there was rugby league history made by the Melbourne Storm. The Storm beat the Gold Coast Titans 34-20, making it 19 wins in a row, and that's a record in Australian rugby league. And it's even more impressive given they haven't actually played in Melbourne since round eight due to lockdowns across eastern Australia. As you said, Sam, 19 wins in a row. That sees them join the 1975 Roosters team that set the record. The Storm, they rested a few players and had a couple out with injury last night. And the Titans actually scored the first two tries to lead 16-12 at halftime. But Storm coach Craig Bellamy, he fired up at the break and it worked as Melbourne scored the first four tries of the second half to kick clear. The loss keeps the Titans in eighth spot for now, but the Raiders can move in front of them if they beat the Sea Eagles tonight. The Storm have a chance to break the record and own it themselves next weekend when they play the Parramatta Eels on Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium. Switching to soccer, where Italians are preparing for their local league, the Serie A, to start this week. But in the Vatican, the Pope might not have time to watch many games after he was given a new toy to enjoy, his own football table. Uh, jealous, <laughs> although, you know, I've never really been able to master the coordination of foosball. Yeah, so Pope Francis has he's received plenty of gifts during his eight years as Pope, but they're usually soccer jerseys and other merchandise. But this time, a table football company from Tuscany, that's in central Italy, presented him with a foosball table. The local mayor posted on Facebook that the table was designed to be inclusive and work well for people with physical disabilities to encourage their participation in sport. Gabs, it must be hard to buy a present for someone like him, but it looks like they've done pretty well there. Pope Francis, whose favourite soccer team is San Lorenzo in Argentina, he said that sport promotes solidarity and inclusion, especially for younger people. It's going to be tough to beat. I think he's got a pretty strong ally on his side. Yeah, he's got a good teammate, but you know what? I reckon we could take him. 
Gabs, let's finish today's show with a look at the big sporting events this weekend, starting with two top-of-the-table footy matches tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to need some batteries for the remote because there is going to be some clicking this weekend. In the AFL, it's the Bulldogs versus the Power. Now, a win to Port Adelaide will see them move to first place, while the Bulldogs, they need to win to secure a top-four spot and could finish as high as second. In the NRL, it is second against third, with the Panthers coming up against the Rabbitohs. These teams, well, they met back in round 11 with the Panthers winning 56-14, but since then, the Rabbitohs have not lost a match. The winner, well, they'll take outright second on the ladder. Those matches are tonight, tomorrow at 3pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. The Giants play the West Coast Fever in the Super Netball Preliminary Final for a chance to face the Swifts in next weekend's Grand Final. So the stakes don't get much higher than that one. Speaking of high stakes, top spot in the AFL is up for grabs tomorrow night too. Yeah, and the Demons can win their first minor premiership since 1964 tomorrow if they beat the second-place Cats in Geelong. The Cats, they can finish first as well, but if the Power win, it'll come down to who wins by the biggest margin and that'll decide top spot. There's also Women's British Open Golf. There's more tennis. There's bulk footy. The finals of the Men's and Women's 100. That's the England's new cricket format, as you mentioned, Gabs. So there's plenty to watch if you're still in lockdown and even if you're not. Okay, the answer to today's trivia question, Alistair Clarkson has won four flags as the coach of the Hawks, those coming in 2008 and then the three-peat in 2013, 14 and 15. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next week.